You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command, and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, Rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children, let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Good morning. I'm Pastor Jason Leininger, and I say my last name so that you can hear me say it. Sometimes it's a a hard name to pronounce. I don't even pronounce it very well myself sometimes. We are today coming to the conclusion of the last of the Psalms. We've been looking at uh, 10 different Psalms this this summer. It's been a great run-through to see a number of different Psalms and how they They speak and they give voice to the expression and to the experiences that we have because we find in the Psalms that there are people that are just like us. And they've been invited, just like us, to walk with God, to journey with God. And like the psalmist in verse 1 says, when we walk in the ways and the laws of God, we begin to find life and we walk into the ways of life. And God leads us into that trajectory. God leads us to good things, to beautiful things. He leads us to life. Today we're going to finish up with Psalm 148, but just before we get there, I want, to, I want to commend our creative team here at Schweitzer, because over these psalms, the psalms that we've listened to, the psalms that we've read, the creative team has created and produced a song to go along with each psalm. So they've got, there's new music, and, and the words are taken in full from the psalms and then placed into a text that we can hear, we can listen to. If you find yourself at a place where you're, you're wondering, how do I get these words of Scripture, this text, into my, into my life and into my being? And encourage you to go to the Schweitzer app, download it if you, if you haven't downloaded it, and listen to those songs. And look for the songs to be released on all of the digital download places, September 1. And also there, there will be some CDs available 
that these psalms, and, and the, the title of the, the project will become The Psalm Project. They'll be available to all of us, and it's exciting stuff. I've listened to, uh, to a number of these psalms. I've listened to all of them kind of all the way through, and I've put some of them on repeat, and it does interesting things to the people that are around me that are trying to go to bed at night. They're like, thanks, we've heard it. Let's move on. Let's move to sleep. They're great. I just, I love them. Psalm 148, the psalm that we've heard today, is a psalm where the psalmist says, it's time, friends, it's time for you and for me to praise the Lord. But before he ever gets to us, before the psalmist ever, and, and I say he, but we don't really know who the psalm writer is in this moment, before the psalm writer ever gets to us, the psalm writer begins to speak to all kinds of other things, to the sun, to the moon, to the stars, to the wind, to the clouds, to the vapor, and to all those things, the psalm writer says, praise the Lord. The writer expects that all things that are, all things that have existence, all things that are, have some sense of being, have a capacity to praise the Lord. Some of you may have heard St. Francis of Assisi misquoted because this quote has, has run the gamut for, for years, probably for centuries. Some people have 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 suggested that St. Francis said, preach Christ, and if necessary, use words. St. Francis was somebody who believed in the power of preaching. And in fact, most of the Franciscan scholars who've looked at St. Francis's writings have never found those words coming from St. Francis himself. In fact, what they have found is that St. Francis preached a number of sermons, and he didn't just preach to people. But one of his smallest, shortest sermons is a sermon that he preached to birds. He went out into the forest and he found a bunch of birds and he began to preach to the birds. He said, birds, give praise to God. Sing your praises. Take the voice that's been given to you and sing praises to God who provides for you, who watches over you, who cares for you, who shelters you. Sing praise. He commended the birds to sing praise. Francis was picking up on the the arc and the, and the writing theme of the psalmist here in 148, where he says, if you have a voice, whatever you are, whatever being you are, give praise to God. Well, it takes the psalmist quite some time before he gets down to the reality of people. It's down around verse, what is it, verse 11, where he, he begins to talk to kings, and he says rulers of the earth, or, or then he begins to talk about old men and uh, children. He says, just like everything that is can sing praise to God, so do we have a place. The people of the earth, we have a place and a calling to sing praise to God, to lift up our praise. Earlier this summer, this place was full of kids during vacation Bible school, and some of our creative team went around and they were taking pictures, and one of those pictures captured what I think represents like the young children giving praise to God. I think we have it here. Here's this little girl who is just thrilled with what God is doing in her life. And she is, um, we looked at that picture earlier today and somebody had heard me mention St. Francis and the birds and they're like, here's the birds. She's got her mouth wide open, singing praise to God, giving praise to God. Maybe not, maybe singing, maybe other things, but she is everything about her body, the, the entirety of her posture with every bone, with every fiber of her body, she is praising God. She's heard that call, and God's stirred in her life, and it's present. It's active there. 
Well, how do we, how do we praise God? The psalmist invites us to sing praise to God, but how do we get to that place? Or, or actually, I guess let me back up just a second. The psalmist tells us, before we talk about how to, the psalmist tells us two reasons why we should praise God and why everything should. The first of the reasons the psalmist tells us is because God set everything in motion. Everything that we have comes from him. Every good gift comes from him. Sense of our own being, our own existence comes from him. That's why he speaks in verse 5. He talks about that. Even the sun and the moon, they have their existence because God put them in motion. And then the other thing the psalmist writes about He writes in verse 13, he says, We ought to sing praise to the Lord because he makes his name great. Um, some of us may th- find that, and we may have to wrestle with that for a little bit. But I think what the psalmist is really pointing to, to is the reality that God makes his name known to us. God is known among us. For the psalmist... In the writers of the Old Testament, there were these stories in their own life where they saw God coming close, God coming near, God's presence being present to them. But then we know, we see that in the person of Jesus Christ, that God comes close to us. He walks alongside us. He's with us. And the stories about Jesus aren't stories that are just trapped in in the pages of Scripture. But Jesus himself, if our hearts are open, if our eyes are open, if our minds are open, Jesus himself finds ways of connecting with us, walking alongside of us, being present to us. Sometimes that presence is within the the presence of another person who comes alongside us and walks with us in, in difficult moments or in great moments. Sometimes we just know that there's another presence in the room and Jesus is present to us. And some of us, when our eyes are open, our hearts are open, we have those intimate moments. I, I don't know if you've ever had those moments, friends, where you know that Jesus is in the room with you. It's not somebody else, but it's Jesus. And he's, he's as real as anything you've ever experienced. The writer tells us there's reasons we can praise. First off, because Jesus put the Lord put everything in motion that is. He put us in motion and gives us life. And the second reason is because no matter where you're at, if your heart is open, your eyes are open, you find that Christ is present to us. And so what is, what is there for us to do? What is the, the calling of the heart but to sing praise or to give praise, to, to live a life of praise when we know that God is with us, God is for us? So then we come to that question. The psalmist simply propels us. He encourages us. The psalmist um, calls forth from us the sense of praise. But how are we supposed to to give praise? I think there is a notion, and many of us have the notion, that music equals praise or music equals worship, right? Because it's that sense sense of voice. If you have a voice that... um, you like to make the shower head and the steering wheel happy, but nobody else with your singing. If, in other words, if you're not really confident in your own voice, but you do find yourself singing places, the thought or, or the projection that, that we're supposed to give praise through our voice may be somewhat intimidating to you. When I was a young person 
and I was reading through Scripture, and I would read about the sort of the last pictures of, of Revelation and what, what heaven might look like. And, and I would hear sermons or people would talk about that. And they would suggest that heaven is going to be this place that's going to be all kinds of people gathered around God, gathered around this throne, and they're going to be singing praises. There was deep inside of me this thought that, man, I don't know if I can stand that. Like, I don't know if I can, if I can go to something where it's just like songs all day long or this, this never-ending concert. I was just struggling deep down with, with that. Now, I've come to this understanding that, in fact, there's more to do in heaven than simply sing. Songs are imp an important part of, of giving praise. Music is an important part of worship. In fact, I, I like K.J. Rolke's encouragement um, to some of us who've been around him when we say we don't necessarily like our voices. K.J. says something like this. If you have a voice, you can sing. Uh, and and uh, he says, it doesn't have to be good. If you have a voice, you can sing. It doesn't necessarily have to be good. So one way in which we can praise is to sing, is to lift our voices, to give praise to God. I really like what John Wesley encouraged people, um, people called Methodists. If you open your hymn book, you can, you can find his little words there. He's got, he's got encouragement around singing. One of the things he said was, if you've got a voice, he would agree with KJ. You can sing and and when you're gathered in a place like this, you ought to sing lustily. Now, I'll let you, you uh, look up what he means by lustily, but he, sing, he said you ought to sing lustily. But there is more to worship. There's more to giving praise than singing. Um, Pastor Bob came across a really good, came across a really good book. The question of, of the, or the title of the book was What's Your God Language? It was written by a lady by the name of Dr. Myra Peer. And she, Dr. Myra, said, you know, all of us have different personality types. And we've got different, we've got different ways in which we like to express ourselves. And so she took a wheel and she, she drew out a diagram where you've got nine different categories, nine different ways in which we like to uh, embrace where we like to reflect who we are, express who we are, and how that may be used in terms of worshiping and expressing praise to God. So you see the list of these nine different attributes alongside the intellectual, the activist, the caregiver, the enthusiast, the contemplative, the naturalist, the sensate, the traditionalist, and the aesthetic. Lots of different words that reflect different kinds of personality traits, different dispositions, the uniqueness that God has placed within us in which we can express praise to God through. So like if somebody is an intellectualist or somebody an intellectual type, they may love to praise God through the work of their mind. Some people like that love to, to use um, the hymnal. If you open the hymnal, you'll see all kinds of ways in which your mind can be engaged to praise God with. Somebody who's an activist, they, they see... A, and they read the scriptures, the places where Jesus finds people in trouble, and they love to join with Jesus in encountering things in this world that just aren't right. And in doing so, they find that God is present in those places. There are some people who have a sense of caregiving. Just a part of their makeup, a part of their heart is they, they love to look into the face of somebody else who has a place of need in their life. 
And they see in that moment that God is present, and there's a caregiving sense. The enthusiast, I don't know if any of you um, went to the concert last week where Toby Mac was at the fairgrounds, but Toby Mac was up singing, and, and there, were, there was a section of people who were just kind of sitting down. And Toby Mac is the kind of person that says, you know, if you, I'll know that this concert is successful if you go away sweaty and if you go away hoarse. And, and there were a group of people that just were sitting down, and it's like that's the kind of an enthusiast can't sit down in a moment like that. They've got to get up and express themselves. They've got to express their joy, what God is up to in those temperaments. The contemplative, they're happy in quiet spaces. They look for space where there's a quietness, where they can listen for God's voice, and they can speak back to God in a quiet place. The naturalist is somebody, well, maybe you're a little bit like the naturalist. You like windows. You like to be able to look out. You like to see what's happening on the outside in God's nature. And you like to reflect praise to God that way. The sensate is somebody who loves the senses. I, I, I think some of my own heart, some of my own makeup is, is a sensate because I like smells and bells. I like, um, I like the sense of, of uh, worship to be filled with, with all kinds of things that just make your senses come alive. The traditionalist, well, you're not in a traditional service. <laughs> if you were a traditionalist, if that made you come alive, you'd be like, you'd be like at the 820 or the, nine, or the 11 o'clock service in this place. But the traditionalist likes a sense of flow, and it, and it ties in with some of the ancient practices. The ascetic is somebody who likes simple approaches to worship. Just give me a few simple things in life. That's what makes them... Happy. And so just a few simple things is what they like to express praise back to God. You can probably see in one of those categories yourself. There's a couple of questions that I'd like for you to think about just for a moment. They go along with that wheel. And the questions go something like this. What is it that you feel most alive with and connected to God when? Or this other question, my praise to God is most authentic when? Several weeks ago, Pastor Jake was leading us through one of the psalms, and he mentioned in the midst of the psalm, because the psalms spoke about the stars, he mentioned that he hadn't seen this, the stars except for about one time in the last year. And when he mentioned that, I had a, it's like my own spirit began to wither up inside of me. Because in the way in which I am sort of constructed, how God has, has constructed me, I love to look, to walk outside and to look at the stars, and to see the stars beam at night. There's something that is just wondrous about that experience. 
And so Jake, I got the impression in that moment that he doesn't necessarily need the stars to the sense of giving praise. And yet, there is one thing that, that I love and, I, and Jake and I share. He loves to work on projects around his house. So this last week, he came in and he said, he had his phone out. He's like, hey, I want to show you something here. And he was working on their fireplace at their house. And he'd torn everything apart and he was getting ready to put it all back together. And as he talked, there was this lilt in his voice. It wasn't a song, you know, but it was a lilt in his voice, a passion. There was a surging point of energy that was being reflected in his voice because he was excited about this project. And in that sense, you realize that one of the things that that Jake loves to do is he loves to be a part of creating things. And I almost heard in his voice a song that was being lifted up. Because as he's creating things, he's walking along with the creator of of the world, the creator of his own soul. I love the stars. There are things that make your heart and your life come alive. The psalmist, the psalmist in many ways comes back to this reality that each and every one of us is unique. I have no idea what makes the vapor what gives the vapor ability to praise God. But somehow it does. And the psalmist says, to the vapor, to the clouds, to the kings, and to the children, and to us. We're made to praise the Lord. So praise him. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the evening. And when you praise him, you'll find that God is close to us. He's with us. And somehow in the mystery of God, he makes us strong. There are these, uh, along with that wheel that Pastor Bob found, there was a question, a number of questions. I invite you at this time to stand with me, if you're able, to stand and go through some questions about how we may be invited to praise God and how we may respond. And so I'm going to read the questions, and then at the end of the questions, there's a way for you to respond, and there's a yes. Now, maybe deep in your heart, you want to shout yes. If you want to shout, feel free to shout. If you want to, if you want to say it softly, feel free to say it softly. But there's a way for you to, to respond. What does it mean to worship the living God? Does it mean coming with a spirit of humble reverence? Or does it mean coming with a spirit of joyful celebration? Yes. yes. Does it mean um, standing as, as though we were citizens before a royal sovereign? We're lifting our hands as though we were children before a loving parent. Yes. yes. Does worship mean sitting before God in attentive receptivity or dancing before God in reckless affection? Yes. yes. Your yeses are somewhat tepid. Does it mean singing those stately hymns, poetically exact, theologically deep? Or does it mean singing those simple choruses which, because of the repetition, allow the heart to simply bask in the presence of God? Yes. Is the God we have gathered to worship the transcendent one, high and exalted above all the heavens? Or is the God we worship the imminent one, dwelling among us and with us and in us? Yes. 
is the Bible, the work of the human, the work of human beings like you and me, the prayerful memory of the words and deeds of Jesus, or is the or is it the work of the Spirit? God's inspired word. Yes. yes. Is Jesus the Holy One whose purity is like fire that melts us into broken-hearted confession? Or is Jesus the gracious one who throws his arms around us even while we're still dressed in the filthy rags of our sin? Yes. yes. Is he coming again? You put it up, Brennan? Is he coming again to one day redeem the created order? Or is he already here redeeming even now? Yes. Jesus, as we come to the table this morning, as we encounter this bread and this cup, these gifts that you take, and you break, and you bless. We find that you are present. You're the Lord who's present in the everyday walk of life, in the walk that we live. And you're good, and you're kind, and you make us strong, and you give us hope, and you give us faith. So for these gifts, we give you thanks and we give you praise. For the gift of yourself to us, we open up our hearts and we want to cherish you deeply, love you deeply, and follow you deeply. Take these gifts of bread and wine pour out your Holy Spirit upon them and upon us that these may be the body and blood of Christ and that we may be your hands and your feet Christ redeemed by your work rejoicing and living in your presence and telling of your glory to the world this we pray in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit